Hey everybody, welcome to the 423 Soccer Pod. This is episode 7, and this is Jim. You could find me on Twitter at Chattagooner. And this is Todd. You can find me at Great Footballer. And on this week's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the end of the NPSL Classic season. The final was played in New York between the New York Cosmos and Miami FC, with Miami FC coming out on top with a 3-1 to one, uh, victory. We're going to talk a little bit about the game, talk about what we think that has and what impact that might have on CFC and the Members' Cup. We also will uh, later on have a, a great conversation with David Smotherman. He is the owner of uh, Winderbinder, a store down on Fraser Avenue where you can get a lot of CFC merchandise. You know him also as the guy who runs CFC Merch Booth, He's the director of merchandise for the Chattanooga Football Club. And so we talk with him about kind of how he got connected with the club, uh, a little bit about the merchandise that he has and what's coming up in, in you know, coming up in the future with owner's merchandise. And I don't know about you, Todd. It was, you know, we, we spent a lot of time talking with people about soccer. You and I have talked a lot about soccer, about on the field, about, you know, about four two three one four four two and all that stuff. It was just fun to sit there and listen and talk with him about just stuff and the 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 I guess the joy that you will, you will hear in his voice about the work that he's doing and what he's doing for CFC. Uh, I don't know, Todd. That that really struck me as um, maybe it was a good conversation to have, a, a slightly different than what we've had with some other folks. Yeah, I mean, it's cool to talk to, and and like, it's like you said, you can see how happy he gets, and like. You know, un- like kind of unleashing that creative side of his brain and being able to go out in the city and see his products and, and things that he's designed, like walking around town. And, uh, and so that's, that's really cool. And uh, it was nice to sit down and talk to him. Yeah, it was a fun conversation. I mean, not that the other conversations haven't been fun. Th- this one was just, there was a lot of laughter. We tried to end the interview like five times, and it, it was the interview that just wouldn't end. Uh, we didn't want it to end. <laughs> you know, I, I, I hope we get a chance to, to talk with him. Yeah, a little bit later when some of the some more of the owners merch comes out. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll have that a little bit later, and then and then we'll kind of talk a little bit about some things that are coming up this week. And after his interview, kind of go forward and, and talk about, I guess, what's next for CFC and, and what's uh, next in the soccer world. So first up, um, Todd, I know you didn't get a chance. I know you've read a little bit about the match. I got a chance to sit down and watch. Uh, most of the final match, I started a little late. And so, uh, I didn't see, I already knew that Miami was, has scored a couple of goals by the time I, w- I had watched it. Cause I kind of joined the game a little, a little late. Let's just start out with, let's, tell everybody what your prediction was for the game. Oh yeah. So if you, if, uh, I had a great conversation uh, earlier uh, this week with Tim from the You're Smarter Than Us podcast. And he asked me what I felt about kind of the Miami FC uh, New York game. And I, and I told him that I really felt like it was New York's to lose, uh, that I thought, but I knew that Miami had a, had a good shot, that they were talented, that they had, they had a good back line. Uh, they've got people who can score. Uh, they are the defending champs. So, you know, I, I, it wouldn't have, I told him, I think he said it wouldn't have shocked him if Miami had won and it wouldn't have shocked, you know, it wasn't going to shock me either, but I really thought that the game would be close, that New York would be, would win, you know, like two to one. And maybe while Miami was pushing forward, uh, that they would can, that, um, you know, they would concede kind of a third goal really late and the final would be three, one, um, I had the score right. I had the game situation right. Um, all of that, I was, I was, ju- I was perfect on. Um, the only thing I was wrong about was which team was going to win and which team was trying to come from behind. And and so that. Well, for those who are betting out there, that's kind of a big thing to be wrong about. <laughs> so, but I mean, basically, I was right about most of it. 
really, when you think about it. I mean, I was. You know, oh yeah, when you think about it, it's kind of what happens is when when you're trying to speculate on the NPSL, probably uh, not the most uh, smart thing to ever go on because you got these teams that they never play each other. They not on that team. They have no common opponent. Uh, so really, you're basing it on score lines that you see, which you know that can be dependent on the quality of competition they're playing. Yeah. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. And name. I mean, let's face it. The Cosmos have name value. Uh, they have some players that have uh, recognizable names on their team, whether you follow the NPSL or not. So, uh, I, and I think I look at Miami. Okay, so you got to take a, a flight up the coast. you got to play in New York. I'm familiar. Can do, you know, I imagine most of those guys have never played up there. So, uh, you know, kind of fit my hat to the Cosmos in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Other than who was going to win and you know, who would win, and you know, I got everything else right. So that's what I'm going to focus on. Uh, but it 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 was, um, you know, there were Miami's goals were from two mistakes from the New York uh, captain. Um, again, as a player who you talked, we you and I talked a little bit about offline. Um, you want to talk about his kind of history and his background? Uh, well, he did come up through the. Uh U.S. national team uh, system. He played down at the IMG Academy when that was a thing when all the national team players were being pushed through there. Uh, he played at all the U-17, under-20, played at all those levels, had a couple of cat touches in the U.S. national team, um, played for Columbus Crew for a few years, uh, played in uh, uh, for Blessing Santander, and then got loaned out to Series B, played a couple of years there, came back to MLS, and, and ultimately ran into the Cosmos. This guy is a, is a quality player, played at that uh, kind of number 10 uh, position uh, earlier in his career and then kind of went to a more defensive role later in his career. But he's a solid player, so for him to uh, give up the see, uh, cop up the bug twice, get directly with the goal, kind of uh, a bit of a shocker. Yeah, and we're talking about uh, Danny Zatella. Is that how it's pronounced? How it's pronounced his last name? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. yeah. So he he both in both of the goals. The first goal. He had the ball, was dribbling, looking for an outlet, and his touch got away from him, showed a little bit too much of the ball to a Miami player. The Miami player took it, did a one-two with um, with the with the sc- eventual score from Miami FC, which was um, Mars, right, um, who scored both of the goals. Kind of one-two and really, really nice, really clean finish from the Miami player. In the second goal, he really just – he really just got caught in possession again. Uh, this time, he, he the, the ball was close to him, but I think somebody came and tackled him from behind. Uh, he lost the ball, and 10 seconds later, the ball's in the back of the net, and New York is down 2-0. Um, they they really did try to fight back. Uh, the game open, was open for a little while. Uh, Miami, you know, having a two-goal lead, uh, you know, they didn't park the bus, but they sure they backed off. They absorbed pressure. New York did create a lot of chances. I, I, you know, I did not keep stats, and and uh, they did not keep the the stats that you can keep on Mykuju, or they did, but I don't think they were really accurate. And late in the second half, one of the New York uh, announcers mentioned that the Cosmos had over twenty shots, and I believe it because they shot, they had chances, um, they forced a couple of nice saves, shot some that just went wide. I think they hit the post once. It was one of those games for them. I think that you know they would probably just look at look at and just say that we you know we created enough chances to to at least think that you they would have earned kind of a draw in in regular time, but it just didn't happen. And uh, their one their one goal came off a free kick that um, was a, kind of an in swinger that the Miami keeper misjudged when one of the another New York player Acuna kind of flashed in front of the keeper. I think the keeper thought he was going to get a touch on it. He didn't get a touch, and the ball goes in the back of the net for their only goal of the afternoon. And then, like I thought was going to happen, the team that's down 2-1 is really pressing high, and New York was pressing way up way up on the pitch. Their keeper was way out of goal, and they just got countered. Uh, the player, I can't remember who scored, um, just took one touch around the keeper and put it in, and it was literally the last touch of the ball. I mean, that last kick of the ball before full-time. I mean, they, the ball was in the back of the net, took the ball to the center spot. As soon as New York touched it, there were, the center ref blew for full-time, and that's the 3-1 uh, 
Miami win. It was a, a really close competitive match. Really could have gone either way. Miami did hit the post too. They also created some additional chances. It's not like it was all one-way traffic. It was very open for a period of time. Um, and then it was clear that Miami backed off a little bit because they had a two-goal lead and they could absorb some pressure. They were very organized um, and uh, they just played really well and, and congrats to them. And, you know, two-time champs, two-time champs on the way out of NPSL as they take that into NISA for the next uh, the next season. So, and what that leaves the Cosmos, you know, the Cosmos is, they, you know, where that leaves them is they're going to be here next week playing CFC. What do you think the impact of that match or of kind of the MPSL season will have on the Cosmos and the Members' Cup? I think if, if, the, if the Cosmos would have won, I don't think it would have had as much of uh, now that we, you know, we're talking about the Cosmos coming off a uh, a final loss at home, uh, I think it it might have a little more of a lingering effect. I mean, time will tell. But you know, I read some comments from Vince uh, Day about him giving up uh, the ball twice at Notre Dame Field, and uh, he seemed really uh, hurt by that, and it seemed to have uh, affected him uh, quite a bit. So it'll be interesting to see. The, the body language uh, when they come to Chattanooga to see if they're really ready to play. Uh, on the one hand, it's like, I understand, you know, we mentioned in the other podcast, it's only seven days. Yeah. But usually at the end of a big final, you have significant time to kind of regroup, lick your wounds, and kind of like, you know, kind of get it together. And, you know, it's just going to be like any other week now. They're going to go uh, take a few days off, have some training, and then they're going to be a flight down to Chattanooga. And, uh, and the boys are—I expect them to be fully ready to play. Uh, they've been out now for what three weeks at least, and uh, and I'm sure they're chomping up a bit. They've been training, so I'm sure they're going to be ready to go. When uh, and you know, there's there's players on this team that played against the Cosmos that that night, 2015. Yeah. So they're going to be looking for a little bit of revenge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's entirely possible. You know, we're going to be well rested. We'll have a full squad, as far as I know. We haven't had any, haven't had any injuries. Uh, I know the there was a kind of they they played some um, kind of scrimmaging um, this this past weekend, and there are two guys that uh, we haven't seen um, since the really beginning of the early NPSL season. Um, really, the maybe in in Geeky's case, the really the preseason. So with Ruben and Geeky coming back, giving some depth and some experience into some of those defensive areas. Um, so, you know, I'm, you know, it'd be very interesting to see, uh, what, uh, what's that like, you know, we haven't played in a while that can, that can affect rhythm. Uh, and, and New York has been playing, but you're right. Um, you know, I, when I thought about this game, I kind of assumed that New York would be coming off of a win and built and take, bring that kind of with a, you know, a little bit of arrogance, um, you know, with the, with the momentum. And so I really don't know what impact it will have on them kind of dropping that match the way they did. Um, so it'll be, it'll be exciting to see. I, I do think it, and you know, I think you and I talked a little bit before we started recording that, you know, before or when, when the teams were announced for members cup, you know, I think a lot of people, me included felt like, okay, this is probably New York's to win. And, but the you know the way Miami competed, the way that uh, other teams really competed with them in the playoffs, you know they are not that far ahead just on on the eye test. So you know we'll we'll just have no, to see. No, and and I agree with you totally. This totally changes the framework in which other teams are going to see uh, the Cosmos. They they're not going to have that uh, awe about them. I don't think, uh, especially for a CFC that went down to Miami. And, uh, you know, let's face it, that game, it couldn't have went worse for CFC yeah. in terms of, like, the injuries and so forth. But it was just, uh, you know, the travel down there was difficult, everything was. So the prospect of, of having New York come down, I don't think it's going to be as intimidating as maybe what it was uh, two weeks ago. And uh, for me, for me, I, I, I just don't think the intimidation factor is there now. I think the key matchup in, in this is going to be uh, Juan versus uh, Danny Satelli. I think they're both the motor uh, of the team. They're the heart of both of their teams. 
And the way uh, James Taylor comes in, whether it's uh, if he's hang, still hanging his head and looking and swings in this final, I think it will be uh, very telling. Uh, because, like I said, he's essentially their Juan Hernandez. He's been at that, he's been at Cosmos a long time. I think he's got over, uh, well over 100 games played for them. Uh, he's been their captain for several years now. So I, I think that's really going to be for this game is, is one or lost. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, ever since this was announced, I've been looking so forward to this matchup. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was there in 15. I would like a little payback for that as well. Uh, I will tell you that watching New York play, they play uh, – they they like to get the ball wide into those wide spaces and, and cross the ball in. So our fullbacks are going to be tested. They've got a guy on their left side, uh, a goalie, I think is his, his name, and was – caused Miami significant issue. And so our right back, which I guess would be Soren, um, will – will be tested and it's you know that that right side of our defense is going to be put uh to the test and so i think that it's going to be interesting to see um uh, because they've got a lot of speed they can counter you know and you know what you know what we have been like against those teams that have speed on the edge so I think what'll be huge too is to see what role, if any, uh, if Ginky comes in and he's healthy, does he come right in as a starter or does he uh, kind of work himself into that? I mean, I think most of us expect him to come in and play that sit, uh, where we've seen, uh, several other people slot in, uh, throughout the year. But at the same time, I think he's the guy you're going to want there ultimately because the, the ground he covers and how I, I really believe to change the dynamic of the team just because of his mobility uh, and and his speed. And and I think he'll be able to cover those center backs. You know, we saw those guys exposed like several times, you know, throughout early in the NPSL season. But I really think at this next level as we go up, I think Dinky is really going to be able to cover those guys. And I think that's what we're expecting him to do. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I, you know, and I like and I like to see Ruben again. I hope he's healthy and would like to give him kind of another shot in that center back position. He struggled early, but that was in a different position. Uh, I'm excuse me, that was in a different formation and with different players in front of him. And it's you know, center backs can be made to look bad if they're if they're exposed, if they're not if they're not given kind of cover. And you know, he was exposed a little bit in those first couple of matches. But again, that was the four-two-three-one. That was before we went to the diamond, and that was not with Ginky in the sit in that six, that kind of base of the diamond. So you know, I mean, he, he the one thing I will say, he's a little more mobile and athletic than Lima is. So you know, I, I I'm interested to see him back. I don't know if he's going to be back, um, but I'm interested to see what he would be like, and then Ginky in that in that six role. I do. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't start though. I mean, I, I think it you know bringing them right back in and dumping them in may be a bit much, but um, I expect to see them on the bench and hope that hopefully that they'll, uh, they'll play significant minutes uh, in that match. Cause I'm excited to see what those players can, can bring in this, in this formation. Um, assuming that, you know, we, we stay in that four diamond two, um, I guess we'll, we'll see anything else, Todd. Yeah, that- you know, and something, well, something we didn't talk about and, and, and I'm just not thinking about it. You know, I really wonder if losing Ginky early in the year made us abandon uh, that uh, that system a little early. You know, when he went out, I wonder if it was just uh, one of those things where, like, well, you know, this, this isn't going to work because we don't have Ginky anymore to cover, you know, whatever position they were going to have him play. And so uh, Coach Elliott was like, well, we're going to need to change formations because, you know, we just don't have the uh, – the players to run it. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if we do change uh, formations or if we continue to, to work in the, uh, the full two diamonds. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's been a little while. I have to go back and, and watch. I mean, those first, I can't remember when Geeky got hurt. When Geeky got hurt, um, I don't know if he, did he play any MPSL matches or was he hurt? Uh, it's, been, it's been so long. It's really hard to remember. I don't think he did. Yeah, I don't think he did either. So, yeah, we we lingered. Well, I say I was going to say lingered. That's probably too strong of a word. We were in that four two three one for the first two matches, so that would have been Greenville home, Greenville home, and the Revolution home, um, and where we shipped five goals in those two matches. 
Um, sorry to bring that up, but um, yeah. And so I, it, you're right. It, you know, that, that, that formation may have been with the assumption of Ginky as one of that, one of the pivots in that four, two, three, one. Um, and when, when he went out, it, it really, you know, one player can really can throw a wrench into the plan. So we'll see. I, I'm excited to see if we come out in the same formation or, or not. Um, again, I'm just really excited. There's, there's, you know, there's more soccer. Tim, you know, Tim asked me when I talked to him on the You're Smarter Than Us podcast, you, you know, he's, he asked me about kind of how we felt, um, you know, as a fan base about the Members' Cup and is it just more soccer? And, you know, for me, I, I'm excited that there's more. Now, I'd, you know, I told him I don't really know how to feel about Founders' Cup versus Members' Cup versus NISA versus all that stuff right now. I'm, I'm going to kind of just enjoy the fact that we have additional games against teams that we haven't played a lot. Um, you know, I'm really excited for those. And teams. in my opinion, teams that matter, right? I mean, these, these teams are teams that matter. So it's, it's really cool. I feel bad for Tim because he's just going to be over there in Asheville yeah, I know. enjoying his craft beer with literally <laughs> nothing to talk about. Stop, stop it, Todd. <laughs> there, you know, I, you know, if you listen to that episode, he talks about a rumor that Inter Nashville is going to be dropping out of MPSL and focusing on their youth um, teams. And, you know, and I, I'm, you know, I told him, and I really did mean this, that, you know, I, and one of the reasons why, and I was frustrated that, that, you know, Todd, you and I didn't, or at least I didn't follow up our conversation when, I, and we talked with Tim um, Kelly about uh, the kind of a youth team or an MPSL team, a U23, whatever you call it. I, you know, I, I, what I really should have followed up with, and I hope if he, if we have him back on that I, that I have a chance to ask this, is you know, one of the reasons why I really want an MPSL team is because I, I feel an obligation to the MPSL Southeast, that it's, it's where we came from, it's where it's kind of, you know, where, where CFC cut its teeth. And, you know, with USL coming in and absolutely just decimating the conference, frankly, with my, with Memphis gone and Birmingham gone and, um, you know, then Knoxville gone, not because of USL, uh, and the Nash in Nashville, the other Nashville SC gone. Um, and then whatever the heck is going on with the jesters, you know, that was a great conference and teams that, I enjoyed watching us play, watching us beat sometimes, unfortunately watching us lose. But, you know, so I, I, uh, I hope that we have some, that we have some type of team because I don't know what they're going to do. And, you know, the only, there's only one other way, there's only one other place for a team like Asheville to look to, and that's USL. And I really don't want them to go there, but I, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, when you're, when you're faced with a decision as a club, you know, what do you choose? Do you choose the thing you don't like, or do you die? And you're going to choose the thing you don't like. So. And and you wonder, I hope that's not what the decision they end up making, but you're right. It does. CFC leaving definitely creates this vacuum uh, in that NPSL. And like you said, with, with already the defectors that we've had in, in Memphis and that we've had in Birmingham and in Knoxville, uh, it, that is a, that's a strong contingent right there. Yeah. And then when you look at it, it's already been depleted so much. I, I really hope we can leave a team there. But it, it's like Tim Kelly said, it's going to be really difficult to, to build a first team and then to come in and, and just, you know, have all these other teams, whether we're talking about the under-23s or the women. You know, it's going to be hard to feel all those all at one time. Yeah. And I think it's definitely on the priority list, but I, I really do feel bad for the, uh, the South, the NPSL Southeast Conference, uh, especially, and I think, who is the owner group in NISA that's going to be in Atlanta? Is yeah. that not Atlanta SC? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was just going to mention. I wonder, that may be another one. I mean, we don't know if they're going to leave the team in NPSL or right. not. Mm-hmm. So that could be a potential. Another one that's gone, and you got to think if Chattanooga leaves and Atlanta's out, and that's only—I mean, that's only going to leave like what four teams? Yeah. Well, in Georgia, the Georgia, the Georgia Revolution have a very successful amateur team, 
you know, and they that, right. that play in that amateur kind of the amateur league, they are just they're really kicking kicking their academy off. So they got other things to focus on too, and you know they don't need. Well, you, know, you got to think going in the proposition of not paying a team for a four team league is not going to be uh, that appetizing. Yeah, right. Especially if you're trying to like kind of back build from the bottom up. Yeah, you, how do you recruit players? How do you recruit players? How do you get sponsorships? I mean, we talked all about it. It's 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 rough, and I don't. Again, I, I'm not saying, and I don't want anybody to think that what I'm saying is that that CFC is the is the savior, and so we're going to keep a team, and you know we're going to come to everybody's rescue. That's that's not what I mean by this. It's you know I, I just feel an obligation, um, you know, as a as a fan and as a, you know as, as someone who has supported the the team and 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 really. You know, remembers those those kind of southeastern conference nights where that the conference was the best conference in the NPSL, and it was it was you know for this level of soccer, it was the best week in and week out that you that you would probably see anywhere in the country. And I miss that a little bit, and um, you know, and and you know, I hope that wherever we end up, that eventually Asheville gets there too. And you know, if that's if that's the if that's the way it has to be, then then so be it. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, I, you know, I, I don't know if there's anything else that, uh, that we can really, we can really talk about this opening segment. We've gone like 25 minutes. <laughs> Very typical for us, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, I know. As, uh, as you can read on our, uh, our Twitter account that we tend to go on a little bit. So, um, then, yeah, we've been known to go on a little bit about a lot of things we, we, that think, may or may not be important. I think we've done so. it. I think we've done it again, Todd. So, all right, man. All, All right. right, so Let's I guess the, uh, David Sutherman interview. Yeah, so yeah, let, let's let's get let's get him on. And again, uh, we were we were uh, honored to have uh, David sit down with us at uh, Chettinger Brewing Company and talk a little bit about his role. Um, again, he is the owner of Winderbinder. It's a store in, on Fraser Avenue in North Chattanooga, um, where you could find a lot of CFC merchandise, also records and and some other some other kind of eclectic things. It's a really neat store. If you've not been in, please do go um, and say hi. But he also is the director of merchandise for the Chattanooga Football Club, and he is the person responsible for that table with all the great stuff. And we talked with him about how he got that gig and what he kind of kind of some of his favorite memories. And then where, uh, not only where are we going as a club, but where are we going with the merch and what can we expect to see? He talks a little bit about the owner merchandise that he teased a little bit. I think he, on his Twitter account, you, uh, you may have seen a scarf and a flag, uh, that was up, I think earlier this week. And he talked a little bit more about those things. So again, it was, it was a pleasure to sit down with him and we will, uh, we will be back right after the conversation with, uh, David. And we're back here on the 423 Soccer Podcast, and we want to welcome in David Smotherman, the proprietor of Winder Binder and the CFC Merch Booth. He brings us all those awesome T-shirts and all that merch you see at the CFC Games. How you doing? I'm great. All right. Well, so we, what we normally start with when we, when we talk to folks is to tell us a little bit about what Todd likes to call the, your CFC testimony. Yes. Like yes. how how did you find the club how did you you know how, how did you start to get into the club and um kind of that story behind it that's definitely an early adopter to the team i was i saw it but i was somebody to go to a couple of matches a season i didn't go in the first year but starting in 2010 it's funny looking back on like your facebook feed from years past you can see i was always promoting games even eight or nine years ago and i'd get to two or three um but really, in 2015, uh, when I had I had a son who was old enough to start going, I started taking him to matches, and um, that's when I really, really fell in love with it. And it's funny, the reason I got this job is because I initially complained to Tim Kelly, who had been a friend of mine since college, that I was unhappy with the fact that I couldn't get any merch for my kid. Oh, yeah? And he asked if I could do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, well, sure I can. I had no <laughs> idea what I was getting into. And two weeks later, I was the director of merchandise for the team, and that was in the fall of 2015, right after the championship game. <laughs> 
So for those of you who didn't know, you just got harassed by Tim Kelly. So. <laughs> who apparently can hear us. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. <laughs> I don't know how, but... You just must have had that look you were talking about him. Yeah, so. yeah he, just, he just knew. But no, it, it was one of those conversations where part of it was is I was looking for things to add to Winderbinder that would bring in a diverse audience over what we were carrying. And I looked around and I was like, God, you know, this, these guys have this thing going here. But they, when the season ends, so does their merch sales. Yeah. They didn't really have a good outlet. And when I asked him where he was fulfilling his online stuff, he said, well, we've, at my Southern Honda store, our <laughs> parts manager fills in orders, too, when he has time. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes it takes a day. Sometimes it takes a couple of weeks. So <laughs> I was like, well, I think we can probably handle that, too. So and it just kind of blew up from there. So from those first, like, I guess, months or so when you first took over and you started carrying merchandise and uh, uh, Winder Binder, like, what was the sales like then versus now comparative to, like, the rest of your merchandise? Is it the is it the, the big push at your store? Like, is that? It's, well, it's the whole front third of the store. Yeah. So that's that says a, good, a lot. That says yeah. a lot. Yeah. So, and it really is. It's probably, it's our biggest single sales item of the different the things merchandise. we carry. Yeah, because our big divisions are books records, folk art, and in general apparel, which is 99%, you know, CFC. And that's, and CFC is about 40% of our total sales. So it's a huge chunk. Yeah. And it, and it is amazing. You know, I thought when I signed up for this, I said, well, this would be a great way to make a little bit of extra income. And now it's literally, I, I spend maybe five hours a week on Winderbinder and 60 hours a week on CFC. You know, in other it's words, a you, you kind of messed around with the CFC stuff, and it became a thing. Or I made it into a thing. Or maybe. you made it into a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was about fifty fifty. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I appreciate the thing, you know. So I I love doing it. Yeah. It really is. I have a degree in sports management, and so this is I finally twenty five years after graduating from college, I'm doing something in my major. Not exactly, but I am in sports, which yeah. I love. So twenty five years ago, when you graduated, what were your what were your dreams to do with that degree? To work in like the front office of the Braves, almost something made like it. that. Yeah, <laughs> I was close. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is I wouldn't trade what I'm doing now for working. I wouldn't to have to be in Atlanta would be yeah. purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I'm it's, much it's Mar- they're Marietta Braves now. That's true. So, yeah. Much better. Yeah. Much, much better. shorter commute. Yeah. <laughs> So I have to think it's pretty gratifying like when you're out and about in the community and you see CFC gear and it's one of your designs and I mean it has to bring a certain amount of pride in, in oh. what you do and within the club. It, I, I, this is a random thing but when uh, we played Municipal uh, and I yeah. went down to you know to where was that in North Georgia wherever the Ridgeland High School Ridgeland, Ridgeland. and it was I sat on the very back row and I just kind of you know it's rare I get a night off so I didn't I just sat and watched but I, it was really cool to look around and every single CFC item on people's backs was something I or my staff had sold. And that really is a, incredibly gratifying. When, speaking of which, when's the and, last time? And super appreciative. Right, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. When was the last time you actually got to watch a, a game in person okay. here at home? Well, I do, I do get to sneak out for at least about 10 minutes each match. When we get into the match and it slows down, Mary's really good to let me sneak out of there and I'll go sit yeah. in the in one of the kind of the little concourse areas and watch so I get to see a little bit never as much as I want what was your history with soccer before CFC you know the irony is is I might have actually played on a team with um, with our head coach I played, oh, really? I played at Hickson oh yeah so I was terrible <laughs> I was a cross-country runner that liked soccer and uh-huh. I don't think I ever started a game yeah, um, I was two years behind Bill. He was awesome. Yeah, I was, I was not. But, but by God, we were on the same field at least one time for a practice. <laughs> you know, technically, you're still on the same team. That's so. right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just actually but no, makes I've, the bench. I've, I've always been a fan, um, and I've always, you know, I love. I'm, I'm a little bit like a Chattahooligan in a way because I'm not soccer is not my life, but. Yeah. Chattanooga FC is because and it's that whole community thing that we talk so much about Mm -hmm. I love it because it's so Chattanooga Mm -hmm. you know it's something that we've claimed as our own and I just really desperately wanted to be a part of that and I I wake up every morning excited for what I get to do 
That's that's awesome right there. And you know, that's that's like the recurrent theme we keep coming back to. No matter who we interview, it always comes back to community and and a feeling of doing you know something greater. You know. It within the community, and, it, and it's it's really a beautiful thing. I mean, it sounds cheesy, but it really is. You know, that sense of just I guess uh, giving giving something up. It's like we do this podcast, you know, and we really don't care who listens. If if two people like pick it up that are CFC fans, and they're like, ah, that was cool, or or I didn't like it, or even if I don't like it, you know, it gives me something to listen to. Like we're pretty satisfied with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about the level of where we are. <laughs> we hope you get more than that out of it, yeah. but I mean, yeah, that's, that's a good bar right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean we're we are firmly mediocre, and so, I think we're comfortable here. Actually, yeah, yeah. So we're you know we're we're kind of we're we're kind of good there. So looking, up, if you had to look back at your merch over like from day one to this point, what's what's the most prized piece of merchandise that you've produced? Oh man, that's a tough one. I was gonna. I thought this question was going more towards how have you grown. And it is funny to, I look back at pictures from a year or two years ago and I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought that was so great in 2016. And I look back now, I was like, that's embarrassing, you know, compared to what we do now. I don't know, what am I most proud, you know, it's weird. This is gonna sound really nerdy, but I think the thing I'm most proud of merch-wise, at least in the last year, is our rain jacket. (laughs) Because I just got one for myself and I didn't think anybody would ever buy them. Every time somebody'd see it, they're like, "I want one of those," and it ends up, and it's like an eighty-dollar. You know, it's a, it's not cheap, but yeah. it's a great rain jacket. I sat all the way through Moon River last year in the rain and didn't get wet. Well, we needed it this. We needed oh, yeah, it this, this season. It's been a banner year for yeah for uh, rain jackets and ponchos. And ponchos, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. It just speaks which I bought those. Like I bought those. I bought five hundred of those ponchos last year, and we sold four. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna be stuck with these forever, and now they're almost all gone. Yeah, yeah, you, I, yeah. I, I, I'm surprised you have any left after after the rain we had in the fall, Ms. or as we like to call them, the CFC branded garbage bag. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. It's a garbage bag with holes in it, <laughs> but yet functional. Yes, and it is very stylish. So what you said, like looking back on merchandise two years ago, and you're like, oh, that's embarrassing. And now, you know, you thought it was a great idea. I mean, that's just really a testament to the growth and, and where you're headed. And you know, you just kind of spoke about your favorite piece of merch, like up to this point. What are you doing moving forward? Like, you know, CFC's taking their game to another level. And what, what are you, what, are, what are your plans? Well, it's ironic because before we came here tonight, I was spent about two and a half hours with one of our manufacturers on our whole. We're already working on. March of 2020. Yeah. On top of the fact that we're working on a whole line of ownership merch, and it's just one of those things that just never oh, stops. Oh yeah, we saw the t- we saw the tweet, and there's, I'm, there's and I'm coming more. down to Winderbinder with the crew. There's and, more. There's more. Because now you told me where those scarves are, <laughs> <laughs> packed away in a shelf in the back. <laughs> but um, it really is. It's you know, it, it goes back to what I'd said earlier, where I thought this is going to be like a summer gig, and now yeah. it's a year round. We just never stop. Yeah, you know we're going to be playing until the end of October, and then the first week of November we're already announcing merch for next year. So, so we're working on it now. So I don't know if you saw this. We we you know, we talked about it with uh, Tim Kelly at the, for the for the previous podcast, but um, they there was a, a club in Northern Virginia who was trying to raise some money for their club, uh, Motoric. Yes, um, and they sold the and they, original. And they sold a bunch of scarves. They sold a, a first season CFC scarf, and and it was out of my. Price I range. stopped bidding at one fifty, I think, <laughs> and I don't know exactly what it went for. I know that I saw it at above two hundred, and I just said, forget that. I, I mean, I I would have probably bid that, but I would have had to move out. So, um, and then the DCFC, the Detroit City scarf. I don't know if you saw it over three hundred. Well, I saw when I saw it, it was important. like over four fifty, and so. Um, do you have any squirreled away old merchandise that I could talk to you about? Well, <laughs> I will say I did say I, I have saved a scarf from everything that I've done since I've been here. Oh, really? So there's one of each one for of each. posterity. Yeah. Or for me? <laughs> if it was $300. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, you know, Heather doesn't listen to the podcast, so 
So I, and I and I will say I contacted them and I said, well, if you're really selling off, I sold you about half those cars. And it's like if you're one to sell them back, I'll buy them back because I would love yeah. to. Because a bunch I mean, of was, them. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I I, I really wanted that scarf, but and, and I wanted to help them. I like I like them as a club. I followed them uh, from when they founded, and uh, I bought a lot of their stuff. I think their their, their merchandise is is, is really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, so I didn't know if you'd seen that or not. Well, have you? I guess you saw the picture then of his actual basement. Ab- yes, and and I took I, I screenshotted that picture and showed my wife as proof. It could always be that worse. I do not have a, so- a scarf problem. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I have. I, I know. So she was gone this this past weekend, and if you follow me on Twitter, you already know this. But I took a picture of every scarf I have, yes. and, and put them up. Um, and I because I don't really I didn't really know what I had because. I walk by your table and look, and I'm like, I don't remember if I bought that scarf yet. And and I mean, like I could sure buy. It wouldn't bother me if I had two of them, right? I could trade. Yeah, we could trade it in. But then I, but then you know, I went by and, and took them, and so now I know. Now I know which ones I don't have, and so I can come and and and, and purchase the two. What I realized is I didn't even buy this year's. I don't have, buy this year's scarves, so I'll have to get. I'll, I'll fix that. I'll we still have a good supply. Yeah, I'll, I'll fix that. So. When you look at lower division soccer, and, and we all know you're on, you're on Twitter, you're no stranger to the Twitterverse. And where can we find you on Twitter? It's just CFC Merch Booth. Is that right? I'm embarrassed. Was it CFC Merch <laughs> Guy? Right. That's that's me personally. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. yeah, and then CFC Merch Booth. Yeah, yeah. CFC yeah. Merch Booth. That's yeah. right. And I tweet at you both accounts. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who else is who else is reading the merch. I'm the only ones. one on the merch. It's just me. It's just you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, what do you look in, in other parts of uh, whether it be Detroit City or, or a motorick or anything uh, who, who's doing it who's also doing a good job out there in your opinion well it's funny because I am a big I'll always promote other teams if they're doing merch right and the bug eaters Nebraska oh, bug eaters God. are awesome yeah. and Oakland Roots do it really well and um, and Detroit is also awesome do you collaborate yeah. with anybody it's funny we you know something that we did that I don't know if any other team has ever really done besides us is, is we started inviting other teams that we sold their merch. Um, we sold yeah. Detroit's merch and AFC Mobile and yeah. Bug Eaters, and we even sold Real Betis merch in our, in our merch booth. And that all went back to the fact that when Atlanta played their first ever match here, we sold their yeah, I remember that. third That's a jersey, move. and that was the scariest Black Friday-esque thing I've ever done because they announced so I don't know if y'all were there but yeah, the second half they announced the second they yeah, came out in a yeah. brand new jersey and yeah, they said oh away. and by the way they're at the merch booth oh, oh. Did, did you know that they were going to come out with oh, the yeah. second kit yeah yeah oh, they, okay. they but the thing is is they were just sitting in boxes and we didn't realize and the next thing you know there's 200 Atlanta fans yeah. overrunning our merch booth with all three of our employees yeah I, I, re- I remember them announcing it I had I did not think about the fact oh, yeah. it was that there's a there's a picture of us just lying on the ground afterwards. Matter of fact, I think uh, I think the CSE official Twitter said we think the merch booth actually had a harder game today. Than the team did. <laughs> <laughs> but but because of that, I really when I see other teams merch that I really like, I want to help them and I want to help lower division soccer. Yeah. So if you know if we can sell a thousand dollars worth of merch for another team we're happy to do it yeah and it was a really fun experience and because of that going back to the original question we've started collaborating more with other teams on you know there's always other people that have great merch ideas besides us Mm -hmm. so i'm like so where did you get that and they were like where did you get this and you know so it's worked on some great collaborations so you have any you have any uh highlights or not highlights you have any Hints about what's to come. Can you provide us any hints? You get you showed a scarf. I, yeah, I mean, okay. We, we, so yeah, there's there's going to be some really cool. There's going to be one or two things that won't be until the spring, yeah. just because they're going to take a while to produce. We're actually going to do one of our for the first time. We're going to do a hat that is literally made from scratch, specifically for CFC. Okay. You know, completely put together a three panel, three tone color. It's okay. going to be really cool. It's going to have representative samples of all of our official colors, which I'm really excited about, including gold. Including gold, so, okay. And that'll be the, gold. That'll yeah. win. That'll be the general theme. All the owner mo- owner merch has a gold theme to it. Yeah. It doesn't mean we're going to do a gold jersey, but it means the Starball logo is going to be gold on anything that's an owner. Look, okay. unpopular view maybe over here with me. I like the 15 jersey. 
Uh, this is the best-selling jersey we've ever had. Is that right? The yellow one? When the boys in blue came out in yellow? Mainly just because after after the big championship year, the, oh, the year before, people yeah. were so ready to buy the season pass jersey. Yeah. And then we had a really, you know, we made it to the final four yep. that year at mm-hmm. home with the best record. Yeah. It was just a, we could have sold a red jersey that year. <laughs> that team, well. I'll be honest with you, that team, uh, for, for me, up until this year, that was that was probably the team that should have won it all. Oh, uh, that was... God, it, if you I, look at the other teams that were still in it... Oh, yeah. And, like, I thought was we no, were going to. I don't think, that, I don't think like, the Cosmos and the, the Red Bulls were in it at that year, and uh, that was the team that, that should have oh, won man, it. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, but... I, was, yeah. I remember that so vividly because... We were in the merch booth getting ready for the end of the match, and then they scored. And we're yeah. like, oh, it's tied. But, hey, it's all right. Let's get ready for overtime, extra time. And then they scored again. Yeah. And I don't know if – you know. I, and, it, you know, and it's funny. It, it just made me realize at that point how much I really cared about the team. It hurt. Cause it, oh, yeah. And yeah, it wasn't it just because I was like, oh, there's a bunch of money gone. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm like, next yeah. week would have been the national championship in Chattanooga. <laughs> and that's like, you know, that's like college tuition fund right there. And if I remember cl- correctly, <laughs> I think we would have, if we would have won. Oh, yeah, we would have hosted. Yeah, and yeah, it would have been hosted. against Cleveland, I think. Because yep. I think they Cleveland ended up winning it, if I'm not mistaken. That yep. year. In Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. yeah in front of had... all 16 people. Oh, gosh. Looking at you, Wampus. <laughs> I think they had a, I think they had a, an attendance record of 1,400. I'm happy that he showed up. Well, hey, man, yeah. thanks for joining us on the podcast. Yeah. Anything else you want to share with us about uh, Winder Binder, the merch booth? Oh, just please come by and say hi and buy something. <laughs> <laughs> but when, 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 when is my sales agent going to be back at the, at the table? That's what I... I need to... He's back in school in Nashville, oh, but okay. he will be in town. I think he's in town for Napa. We had to get him back down there. Yeah. He misses it. He yeah. asks about it. Yeah. He asks so about I, his customers. I yeah, I have I have my own personal um, salesperson at, at the merch booth. So. He's barely tall enough to reach over the table, but he <laughs> can run a credit card. That's right, he can. That's he ran, he ran mine, I have proof. <laughs> and I, I have to ask one more question. Is anyone more persistent about uh, bringing in a specific piece of merch than my dad? Wait a minute. Tell me what the merch was, because I think I know what we're talking about. It, yeah, it, it would be the seat cushion. <laughs> Dang, and I still haven't gotten that in yet. <laughs> I knew that was your dad. I got your dad a really good scarf, though. Yes, that's what I heard, and, and he thank a, you very much and for And you'll that. be mad, because it what? was like a limited edition of four. What? It was a test print that we ended up not using, because it gave me a migraine. It was a weird yellow... Oh, he was excited about yeah. it. He was he was over the moon about it. Wow, that was that was to make up for not coming through on the seat cushion. I'd, I'd say you more than made up for it. <laughs> we'll see if we can't get you one of those. Yeah, I would. I, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. The, the other thing I, I want is you know my wife has thrown away all my wristbands. Like I I had saved wristbands and now so now they're all gone. And I and I was like, no, I wanted one from each year. Do you need a 10 seasons one? Huh? You need a 10 seasons one? I need them all. Like you know, if, well, if, I have a 10 seasons one, and it's funny because I have about four of them. My kid plays with them. <laughs> so if you are out there in, in podcast land and you have an extra season pass wristband that you would be willing to split with, hit me up on the DMs in my Twitter account. I might because, be able to come up with two or three. Yeah, yeah. Because... It was. A, it has been a source of of, of of stress in in the house for a couple of days when I when I like finally realized. Throwing away the baseball cards. When yeah, you can't. Yeah, what it's are you just. Doing? Yeah, it it was it was it was not great. It was not great. But all right, so it was great to talk to you. We've been trying to do this for like ever. Uh, you've been busy with CFC merch stuff, and now that we've got a little break uh, in in between MPSL and. The found, excuse me, members cup. Um, we, you know, we can we can kind of reach out and finally get you on the show. Yeah, I'd love to say that that we were playing this weekend, but I'm also not going to lie that it's been nice having a little bit of a yeah. chance to catch up. It's the first yeah, time it I've was, been caught up in a year, literally yeah. a year. Yeah. Ever well, since the bomb dropped last year. Yeah. It's just yeah. we've never stopped. Yeah. Well. <laughs> But funny you mentioned how you know I'll just we were about to end, but you brought that up, and I just want to say it's been an interesting year for all of us. I you know on the fan side, 
and I, I know you and I had a conversation r- r- kind of close to when it happened where you were like, you know, you were, there was stress. So how, how has that been from, from your side of things, you know, behind the scenes, talking to the guys, talking to the FO, you know, talking, you know, talking to people that, you know, this is, this is more than just a club. It is also a means of support. Um, you know, what, what, is, what was that like? And what has, I mean, it's not over. What's it been like? The only, the only time I was worried was at the very beginning when, you know, it had kind of gotten out that the other team had made an offer yeah. to buy CFC. And I just, I was like, I, even if we got bought out and we went to them, I'm not going with them. I, you know, that's not who I want to be with. And, and it was worrisome because it's, like I said earlier, it's 40% of my business. But yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm ride or die with Tim Kelly. Right. Yeah. So, and the rest of the guys. Yeah. And so once I was assured that, hey, we're not going anywhere, I was like, okay, I'm 100% yeah. on board. And, yeah. you know, and I'll just go down with the ship. I'll be the guy playing the, the violin. The violin. The violin on the Titanic. I, I played the violin. So oh, so there you go. Okay. Good to go. Well, yeah. Um, so you could, I, I think I've heard on Twitter that the, uh, the Cheddar Hooligans are looking for a string section. Um, so if, if you if you want to take some you ten can minutes, break away from the merch booth. Yeah, for yeah, ten minutes. If you want minutes. ten minutes to get away from the merch booth, you can go down and and, and play Let's some have a solo on the capo stand. I have to get my son down there to do it. <laughs> Does he play too? He's working on it. He's working His on it. His mother and I both were violin players. So oh, it's kinda, okay. He don't, I don't know. Suzuki. Don't know if he has is he doing Suzuki or? You know, we're looking at a school next year, primarily yeah. because they do the Suzuki method. Yeah. She was a fiddle player. That's fine. You know, a good southern, and I was. Yeah. Oh, at the time I was a dyed in the wool. I made she concert. Play, she didn't play from the hip, did she? She didn't yeah. play. She did. Oh, she played with a little cowboy hat and bangles too. <laughs> My southern accent just came out a little bit. Didn't it? <laughs> it's all right. She was cute <laughs> from Mississippi. We may be talking about soccer, but we're still in the south. That's exactly right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I tried to hide my southern roots for the longest time, no, and now I really no, embrace. No, now no I embrace who I am. Yeah, yeah. You just got to, you just got to let it go. You just got to let it go. Now I play the fiddle. I don't you play, play the, the violin anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hank Williams. I'm not Beethoven anymore. No, no Beethoven. No Beethoven or Mozart. Okay, this this interview's gone way off the rails. <laughs> there is. We talked about this earlier. There's really no rail to be on. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I thought we'd establish that. Yeah, we've established that the four two three soccer pod rail is. I mean, it's a little rusty. So, so, so but listen, both of our both of our listeners will appreciate the interview. Okay, so I, I, I appreciate being here. Yeah, all the, I all, really had fun. Yeah, sh- shout out to our uh, Azerbaijan folks and uh, shout out to your mom. Yeah, shout out. Well, no, mom hasn't actually listened and to your the dad. Podcast. Oh, he hasn't listened to it either. <laughs> Tell me he has to listen if he wants to get a. Oh, there you cushion. go. There you go. There it is. Scott Rocket. And I'm just going to get a, a UTC seat cushion and spray paint <laughs> CFC on it. We can He'll get a. It. Hey, we can get a co-branded. Retro. We can get a co-branded seat cushion. Four two three soccer pod. I'm CFC. looking for a sponsor. <laughs> We're so are, so are we. <laughs> and this this seg- segment of the show is brought to you by Chattanooga Brewing Company. Come down here and get you tasty so, suds. So but are they we. keep making us pay for the beer. <laughs> it's weird. It's a yeah. strange sort of sponsorship where we're supposed to say the name every 10 minutes for some reason. And still pay. Yeah, it's, it's the only pay. way they'll let you have this table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, David, it's been great. It's been great. I, I hope we get a chance to, you know, I, I would really like to have you on maybe when the owner merch comes yeah. out and talk about it um, because that scarf you, you showed was, was, was beautiful. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to... I don't know if is that a is that a a part of any part of any ownership package? I don't remember. No. no, no. If you did the higher tier, there was a you got a flag. Oh yeah, a, a full size flag. Uh-huh. But on the lower tiers, there wasn't. But you get if you're an owner, you get ten percent off all merchandise. Okay, so it's the just the, f- the flag, a pin, yeah. and and the street sign or the the yeah. sign, yeah, and okay. and your certificate, stock yeah. certificate. Well, because I was looks like really cool. I saw a mock up well, of it the other day. When that scarf, I was like, did. Is that is that one of the things we get? Because I was ready for it, but I'll be there. I'll be there when you uh, when you release it, and I'll be there by. You're gonna die when I tell you I've had those sitting at, at Winderbinder since February. Dude, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I, I I wouldn't have worn it. <laughs> I, I would I wouldn't have let anybody know about it. 
I, I would have slid you, a, I know, an extra ten, um, and I would have put it in underneath, you know, in my in my scarf container, just just so I could have the the first one. It's the funny thing is the only reason we got them so early was because it's so expensive to ship those from the UK. Oh yeah. And I went ahead and ordered them when we were doing other scarves too, and I just yeah. shipped one huge package all at one time. Well, if if y'all have not seen it, you got to look up uh, his Twitter account. I think you put it on the merch account. I did. Uh, yeah. I did. So CFC merch booth, look that scarf up. You're gonna want one. I already want one. Well, I want two. So. And uh, we're but, gonna we're gonna tease some more stuff over the next week of some new stuff that yeah. now that we have some mock-ups of them. Sweet. And we we will have. I, I went ahead and promised this online, but. We said uh, August 24th that the Michigan Stars match would be the first official owner merch booth, but we are actually going to have some stuff available for owners to buy before the Detroit away match so they can not so, be so naked. At the, at the store? Because we don't want to see a naked David Steele. <laughs> no, we, nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to see that. We're working on how that'll work. What we'll probably do is you'll have to order online, but then you okay. can pick it up at the store. Okay. And we won't charge shipping if right. you pick it up. Yeah. So I'm so trying to work out how to, since you have to be an owner to get it, yeah. you can't just have it sitting out. Oh, at the sure, store. sure. So, but we'll work out the kinks on that. But yeah. we will definitely have a, a merch, a owner specific merch booth at the stadium. Slide me a DM when you're getting ready to getting ready to release I'll let you that. Be first in line. And I'll be, I'll be there. I'll be there. Oh, again, we've tried to end this like five times, and we're going to end it. Congratulations, now. your interview was longer than Tim Kelly's. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to. You win. <laughs> I'm going to go tell him right now. You win. <laughs> we're going to end it now. David's been great. Uh, again, I, we, I want to have you on back. Maybe when yeah. that when the merch comes out, and we For can sure. talk more about that and and what we're doing going forward. Because by that time, we may know what's going on in the spring. So. We'll be uh, talking it, about a new jersey manufacturer. Yeah. Oh, really? Ooh. Oh, you heard it her first. All right. Well, <laughs> that's great. Um, again, you can find him at, on Twitter at CFC Merch Booth. This is David Smotherman with Winderbinder. And hit so go down to Winderbinder and find out all you can get all your CFC stuff there and some other really cool things. Um, uh, so just you go down and say hi. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks. Okay, welcome back to the 423 Soccer Pod. Again, thanks to David Smotherman, the director of merchandise for Chattanooga Football Club and the owner of Winder Binder down on Fraser Avenue. It was a, it was a fun interview, uh, Todd. It was a little different, like, I, like we said before you know, the, in the intro to the to podcast. It's a little different interview than we've had in the past, less about soccer, more about just the other things about CFC and you know, that are, that are fun. I had a, you know, like we, we tried to end the conversation multiple times and we could have talked a long time. I don't know how you, how you felt about it. It's, it's awesome having somebody like David uh, in the organization who came, who came in so organically. And my take on lesson is don't criticize something unless you're ready to take it over yourself, but really he's done an amazing job with it. So do yourselves a favor and get on there and get some merch. I mean, our, CFC merch is second to none uh, in uh, at, at our level, and uh, it, it's just really cool to be able to go down and get everything from coffee mugs to uh, uh, rain jackets, which I hear the rain jackets are amazing. <laughs> yeah, I hear that too. Um, as we're recording tonight, uh, I, we did want to mention that uh, we want to give our thoughts and prayers to the folks of El Paso and Dayton. Uh, as you know, um, as you may have heard, there were uh, some incidents of gun violence at both of those in both of those cities. El Paso was especially disturbing as it was targeted towards members of the Hispanic community. Um, any violence is 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 really unfortunate, and um, you know. But the the issue of gun violence in our country is one that we're not is it's well beyond the scope of our podcast, but. It just breaks my heart when I, when we hear this and the fact that it's just becoming something that we spend a lot of time talking about, but not a lot of time coming up with solutions uh, is frustrating. And so, you know, I, again, our thoughts and prayers to those communities. As, uh, as you know, Chattanooga has not been, uh, you know, we, we have had our own experience um, with some gun violence and it's uh, it's it's just an unfortunate um, aspect of the American culture right now, and I guess that's that's all I'll really say. 
uh, other than, again, our thoughts and prayers were for the victims and the families and the, the communities that are going to be impacted um, for, you know, for the foreseeable future. Todd, do you have anything to say? Uh, just, you know, I think as being a part of this community and uh, as we are kind of in the same uh, uh, kind of time period uh, as uh, 2015, and we have the fall five here in our community. And, you know, it is about just the story about the fallen five, but it's also week in and week out, you know, in the city, uh, in, the, in the region, you know, people fall victim to gun violence, and it just kind of gets brushed aside as, it, you know, it's only in this community or that community, but it really affects us all. And, and I echo your sentiments exactly. I, I really hope that, that something can be done about it sooner as opposed to later. Yeah. So I think you know that'll that'll be it for today's uh, podcast. Sorry, sorry to end on that that note, but I felt like it was important to at least acknowledge. Um, we will uh, we do have uh, a a surprise for folks sometime in the middle of the week. Uh, we'll have a, a special kind of episode that will lead into a segment of of shows that we're going to be doing, kind of going into the members' cup. So. Look for look on your uh, on your RSS feed on your podcast feed. There will be an additional show at some point uh, this week, and uh, so we're excited to bring that um, to y'all. We do want to, you know, I will do give a give a shout out to uh, uh, the guys over at the Section One Hundred Nine podcast. They are a new podcast covering also also things kind of chatting a football club. They put out their first episode. And so congratulations on your first episode. I gave it a listen. And I mean, it sounded, I don't know about you, but I mean, it sounded professional. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have, listen, Todd, they have, they have like two hosts, right? They what? have, and a, okay, pro- have two hosts. No problem. and a producer. And they had All like, right. That's out of control. I know. And they had in, like they had sound effects, like within the podcast um, you know, they, they have, they have a player uh, introducing the podcast. I mean, if that's not professional, I don't know what is. So, well, I know I heard one of them say that they hope that people will listen to their podcast and then listen to our podcast. too. <laughs> well, I mean, I know I'm almost positive. I heard that. I know. By I, the way, I know. What's this about us doing a special midweek podcast? Number one, that's not in my contract. So if you're going to start expecting more podcasts out of me, then we're going to have to go back and renegotiate. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, no, I'm giving. I'll, I've. Um, I, I meant to talk to you about like we're going to. I've got a ten percent raise um, in, in in line for you. So, but you know that again, the section one hundred nine guys are. You know, they are cutting our profits in half. So. You know we're gonna have to we're gonna have to kind of up our game a little bit. Um, none That's of this fine. none of this you know mediocrity that we've that we've put out for the first sixteen or seventeen shows. Um, we're gonna have to up our game to 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 match the professionalism that that is is in that other that other podcast. So um, give them a listen. Well, I got an idea. I got an idea of how we can do this. Okay. I think that we start. I think that we uh, we do a weed funder. <laughs> you want to do? And, uh, we'll we'll do yeah we'll uh, uh, announce our funds to weed funder campaign and uh, we'll go from there. You want to sell shares in the four two three soccer pod? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we're gonna be owner. We're gonna be uh, supporter owned, y'all. Yes, we are. So again, go go give them a listen. All right, I think I think we've thrown enough shade on. <laughs> but, nah, it, but but it all it all seriously, yeah, go, go listen to the podcast. It's, it's good stuff. So and uh, and once again, this this just it epitomizes the right? Here we are, and once again, you got this awesome club sitting here in in the in the heart of the south, and we got this awesome soccer team. We got this. This awesome fan base, and of course, do we have one podcast? No, we have two podcasts. That's right, two, that's, two that's podcasts. Most MLS teams have two podcasts. So there you go. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. So again, go give them a listen. And uh, they reached out, and we'll probably be doing something with them um, sometime in this in the in the future. Again, it's you know it's a new fall season. It's more CFC soccer, so why not? 
kind of fill, fulfill your CFC need for uh, for content with um, with just multiple episodes. So again, that'll I think that'll do it uh, for tonight. Um, you know, again, you can find our show at four two three soccer pod on Twitter. You could find the podcast on all the places that you find quality podcasts. We're there too. <laughs> so you can download all of our episodes, go look, go back and listen and, and give us a, some five-star reviews on iTunes and say bad things about Todd. Um, and we will see you, I guess. Oh, well, we remind you, this is Jim. You could find me uh, on Twitter at Chattagooner. And as a Todd, you can find me at Great Football, and don't forget to hit us up on the Facebook. That's right, and I guess that'll do it for this week, and, and until we see you again, go CFC. Go Blues. Chip. Oh, Mr. Oliveira with a cheeky goal. <laughs>